FMX Network production. It's the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show on PulpMX.com. Presented by Scott Motorsports, Rocky Mountain MC, and Pro Taper. Welcome to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Motocross Podcast, episode one of 2016. That's right, people. We're back for another year. We got great response last year from all of you people, and we really, really appreciate that. So we've decided to do it again and uh, and get a little more in depth. Motocross Fantasy is uh, getting bigger and bigger. More and more companies are getting involved. There's tons of, of opportunities to win prizes for you jerkies. And we have a lot of fun doing it each and every week. So half the time, our Twitter feed line, our Twitter feed is full of questions about fantasy motocross. So we had to do it again. So here we are, 2016. We're back. The NFAB, Racer X Fantasy, Motocross Fab, and Fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas. Great sponsors of the JGR Yamaha team with Pike, Barsha, and Nicoletti. Nicoletti would be on the NFAB Yamaha uh, graphics and everything for outdoors, so we're looking forward to that. Cheap truck or SUV parts, NFAB has you covered. Email me uh, using the contact form at pulpamex.com, and you can get some uh, a discount on NFAB, n-fab.com. Like I said, great uh, great company. And if you've got a truck, a Jeep, if you're Wygant, or an SUV, you can uh, use these guys for um, all your needs. We thank them for making this show happen. With me on the line... Most weeks, uh, every week uh, for this guy, and then most weeks for the other guy. First up, uh, motocross fantasy expert. He's been playing a long time, and uh, he's uh, he's going to join us and help us make our picks each week. He is Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just ready to do this again. Uh, it was good last year. We got we got a lot show. of we got a lot of response and shit. Like it was good. No, it's good. I think uh, I think it kind of surprised both of us how well it took off, but. We shouldn't have been surprised, though, because if you look at every other sport, fantasy is a huge deal. Um, yeah. The next thing, I guess, is the daily fantasy. We need to start our own DraftKings or FanDuel for motocross and become billionaires like they are. Yeah. Well, let's, what are we doing? Let's do that. We just gave away our idea. Yeah, you, on you our need to invent something, but that's it. That's my idea. <laughs> I've always asked you to invent something. Is that it? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Okay. Also on the line, a guy who has uh, taken home motorcycles for winning the overalls with the Motocross Fantasy League. He is uh, he's a guy that uh, told other riders at the races that the team he was on was looking at them in order to help them get better fantasy finishes for him. He's uh, He'll do anything to win a fantasy motocross league, and he gets very angry when the riders do not perform for him. But he's done it and been on top of the standings year after year. Athena gets Dan Truman. What's up, Truman? First off, didn't I help the riders by telling them that the teams were looking at them? They didn't quit. You know, they kept out there pushing it. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I really, I really helped them. I'm, motiv- I'm, I'm, I call myself more of a motivator. <laughs> no, I like but, it. Uh, no, you're right. Actually, we should turn that around. You're actually a motivator. Yeah, and also um, four-time champion. Fan. Four, four-time champion. I'll take that. So, uh, no, I'm glad to be back. Like JC said, it was good last year. Yeah. And I had, I had a lot of fun doing it. I like giving insight. It's it's definitely different going into the first round. We yeah. haven't seen anybody ride. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to be wet. So, you know, John Dowd could win, or I'm not sure if he can still sign up or not, but yeah. know, who knows. Is Ricky yeah. Ryan available? Um, the uh, and, and thanks to uh, – we're going to concentrate on this pod on three three leagues. There's a bunch of them out there, but we're going to work on three. First up is the Moto Dynasty League. You can play it on racerxonline.com. 
They've made some changes to that league. Instead of top 22 uh, in each main event that you had to pick last year in both 125s, 125s, 250s and 450s, you now just pick top 12. Are we in agreement that that's better? Do we all think that's better? Because I do. I agree that it's better. The, for me, the top 20, traveling to the races, uh, trying to pick the top 22 was so tough for me. Uh, sometimes I would have to pick it prior to the, the race day, and it's just 22 guys is a lot. I, I think the top 12 is better. JT, what do you think, JT? I think it's good and bad. I do agree that 22 becomes a, a bit cumbersome. You know, it's just a lot of guys. And at the end, I wasn't even paying attention where I was putting guys in. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't. I was just like, yeah, he'll be in the main event somewhere. Might as well. What's the difference between 16 and 19? But, I don't know. But don't yeah, you think? But hey, don't you think the 22 favors us three guys who may know these I do. dudes? I yeah, do because yeah. you know, we know the back ends of the field better. Yeah. That was going to be my next point, is I think it lowers the level of difficulty a bit. Mm-hmm. But then again, so, we're not going to be what, sitting there in the press box agonizing over Intanap and Schmidt. Well, no, I just think, if, especially in the 250 now. class, if you know the field better than the next guy, you're, you're certainly going to know who has a chance of qualifying versus who doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. pick a guy like Ryan Brees or... John Gelderda, you know what I mean? Like most guys don't who know who that is, but we may know that they have been coming around and looking better in recent yeah. weeks. So yeah. I think that is that raises the bar as far as if you're how much actual attention you pay. So I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like it better or worse. I may not like it as well because I think it just makes the game a All tad right. bit easier. Um the Motocross uh, Dynasty, it's on Racer X online, um top twelve in each class. The real important strategy, like we said last year, is uh, you got to get the guys uh, in the main event. If you, you get zero, if you miss out, so it's easier with twelve. You know, you pretty much can get twelve guys. I think in each main event all the time. There's bonus points right. for heat race wins, fastest qualifier, um, and uh, main event winner. So we'll and we'll get to that. I don't, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's the format this year. We'll have to see. But I tried to look around on the site, but. I'm pretty sure that's the only changes is just the just the twelve, yeah. Um, also, we're going to look on the Rocky Mountain uh, League, Rocky Mountain Fantasy uh, League. It's, uh, it's something that's growing. I think they're going to do a motocross one. They only do supercross only right now. But rmfantasysupercross.com, rmfantasysx.sorry.com. Top five and each week is a Are wild card. They're giving card. away a truck. They're giving away a truck. Yes, Dan. So, but, but how do you win it? Because I, I mean, I'm going to win it. So I just wasn't sure how do I collect. <laughs> you get the most points over a whole season. Yeah, you get the most points over the whole season. But the thing is, is you used to get zero if you missed out. But now they're yeah. giving you a bit of leeway. So if Roxon, if you pick Roxon for second and he wins, you used to get zero. Well, now you're going to get some points. You're going to get for getting close. So it'll keep yeah, people five, in it. You get five points. You get five points if they're in the if they are in the top five. You, you know, I don't know how many you get if you nail it. I'm not exactly sure. I think you do. Yeah, I think it's five points. Yeah. Yeah, you get five points if you miss the spot, and then you get the actual points. If they so got if it. You win, if you pick Dungey to win, and he gets 25 points. And then each week they have a wild card spot. This week it's ninth, and we'll get to that, who we think is going to get ninth at Anaheim 1 coming up this weekend. And also, too, another league we play, we all play, is Motocross Fantasy. They are uh, motocrossfantasy.com. It's a handicap league. Uh, you pick uh, five guys, right? Four? Four guys. Four guys. Four guys. Handicap league, and uh, you can't pick the same guys two weeks in a row. There's some prizes in that league. It's a little bit more strategic than the other leagues, and you, without being able to pick the same guys each week, you got to look at handicaps. You got to look at the big guys, and uh, so MotocrossFantasy.com and Moto Dynasty. 
com and of course uh, rmfantasysx.com so those are the three leagues we're going to concentrate on playing a lot of what we're talking about transfers over to each league except for the spe- specifics about a wild card and uh, handicaps and things like that but that's what we're going to talk about and thanks to the guys at Rocky Mountain it's back and better ever back and better than ever for 2016 it's free to play over $100,000 worth of prizes and there's a lot to play for uh, you get you get points for each correct top five pick like Dan was saying regardless of order this year's top prizes include a 2016 Toyota Tacoma, a Race Prep KX450F and 250F, a VIP trip to the Monster Energy Cup and more, not to mention the thousands of dollars worth of weekly prizes. It's the type of fantasy supercross challenge you expect from Rocky Mountain ATVMC, the premier source for power sports parts, accessories, and gear. Head on over to rmfantasysx.com and sign up. Dan, will you, um, you obviously you're going to win the Tacoma, but let's say you just win the Cowie, one of the Cowie bikes. Is that okay? Yeah, if it's a Cali, I'll ride it. I ride Cali, so I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, the other three, the other three bikes I won, I did sell. Okay. They were Hondas. Yep. So uh, you know, just depends on brand. <laughs> I'm just checking because all those people listening, they might want to want to know what you want to do with this bike you're going to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, work on a pre pre sale. You know, like they could get in early, get a better price if they, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We early. can do that. We can take pre sale and also, uh, Scott Sports, they're established in 1958, global leader in manufacturing and developing products. 45 years they've been doing this now. www.scott-sports.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter, at Scott Moto Sports. And uh, they have the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki guys. They have the BTO Sports KTM guys, Trey Kennard, Blake Baggett, Christophe Porcel, DeSalle, Bud Racing, and brand new, the JGR team, Johnny Knowles. at Scott there. He's got the JGR team, so that's a big deal for him. And Pro Taper, Pro Taper bars uh, used uh, and developed by uh, Loretta Lind champion Paul Parabinos. Um, so you know that fast racers actually use the product and develop it. And uh, of course, they've got the, the innovation leader in aftermarket control segment. One and one eighth bar, the fusion bar, the micro bar, all designed by Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. Check them out. They've got a lot of hard parts for your bike. So we thank those guys for coming on board this year. And DashFab.com, RacerX. Fantasy Moto Podcast. All right, JT and Truman, let's get into it a little bit. So I just checked the weather. Anaheim 1 coming up. Uh, it's been changing quite a bit. But Friday sunny, Saturday showers. Now, it, the other day, it had rain on Friday and a.m. showers on Saturday. But now it is just saying showers, 60% chance, humidity, 86%. Um, so it looks like, and we see, we've all seen the Instagram videos and everything else, just pouring rain. And muddy track. We probably, I think, we'll, I would not be surprised to see some practices cut back this weekend. If it is muddy, it says showers on Saturday. So if we're going off that and things could change, if it is just Anaheim 05, anything can happen. But do we have a favorite? Do we have a guy? I like Roxon. Uh, he's good in the mud. You know he's going to be good in the Supercross series, anyways. Is there a mudder in here, Truman, that you can think of? I mean, we haven't had a mud supercross in a really long time. So it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. Um, I, I think Barsh is good in the mud, but I'm not, I don't know that he's ever even raced a supercross in the mud. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he's definitely good in the mud. And you look at Bud's Creek last year, how good he was and, and some of his other races, but I just, and he's a good starter. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know that he's ever raced a supercross in the mud. Definitely not on a 450 probably. It's so tough. So. Huh? It's so tough on huh, JT. Like you just, you're just, Figuring it out. Yeah, mud is the, the great equalizer. I think Dan was onto something with Barsha in the mud. I think Roxon could do well in the mud. But more, to be honest with you, I think more importantly will be the start because 
vision and keeping your hands clean and the bike, all that stuff, being able to grip the bike and all that stuff. I think the start is, the, you know, if it's if it's a lot of water and a lot of mud, I think the start is, is more critical than anything. I mean, if you call out the race, any of those top guys, Trey or Barsha or even guy like Pike, I just, you're, you're clean. Like JT said, you don't have all that extra mud on you. Yeah. I mean, those, one of those guys could easily be on the podium just from just from the start, you know? It, it, just yep, stay up and, such a and you can be on the box. It's going to throw everything off for fantasy purposes because, there, I mean, for, for example, 2005, I'm working for Tim Ferry, one of the top riders in the class, and he doesn't qualify. Right there, <laughs> boom. Imagine if you pick Tim Ferry, yep. you know. Um, so I mean, it, you look at the list, dude, there's 19 guys. If you count, say, the BTO guys as mm-hmm. being on factory bikes, which yep. they are, there's 19 factory bikes going to the line. And, you know, that, that leaves three – say they all made it. That leaves three gates for the guys like Jake Weimer and, Chisholm. and Kyle Chisholm yep. and guys that are very good, and it should be in the main event. So, you know, we always say the deepest field, and, and this says, comes around every year, but yep. it really is it really is good. And you, sometimes I like to pick the riders in mud races that have good bikes and good teams, especially at outdoors. But in, in this case, it looks like they all have good bikes. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's, it's not really you're picking a guy with a bad bike. Wouldn't you guys think that it's um, JT? I'll start with you. It's got to be a really, really, really good chance that we get some practices cut back. Oh, I think so. The yeah. way the the way the weather's looking, it's obviously raining in California as we speak. Uh, with uh, the rain showers, uh, and we'll see how the weather forecast goes as we get closer. But if it stays consistent, where they're just expecting rain on Saturday, uh, I would I would foresee. Similar to what maybe we had, um, I don't know if it'll be 2005, but what we've seen on rain schedules where they have one practice maybe at like 5 o'clock, um, you know, everyone comes off and then it goes straight into it, um, just trying to cut down the window for rain. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think you're very much onto something where we have a track walk in the afternoon and one practice and then we get after it. I, I see that definitely. What a terrible way to start the year. <laughs> it really is. I in, mean, 05, in 05, was it muddy? I don't, I don't remember. All day. Was it yeah. muddy? Oh, all day. It was unbelievable. All day. All day. Yeah. Th- yeah. They didn't even have uh, they didn't even have qualifiers or anything. They, they drew spoons. If you were not top 20 in points, from the year before, they drew out of a hat to see who was going to the night show. They didn't even have qualifiers or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew that. I remember that. I just wasn't sure. You know, they can't. So now oh, it was. Canceled. I mean, torrential downpour. You know, and didn't you think about like last year? So many guys get to ride press and get the track. And I think that helps a lot of guys. I think. Yeah. I think not getting. You know, the first race, the first race jitters. I think it's going to help some of the some of the vet guys. You know, like the, I've done this before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, wasn't there a, wasn't there a guy that got his name pulled out of the hat and just said, "Nah, I'm good." I think <laughs> I think there was a privateer that just was like, "Nah, I'm good. Don't worry, draw again." Yeah, I, I, I seem to remember that they didn't want to ruin their bike. They were just like, "Nah, I think we'll we'll, we'll just stay." <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I know. They had like a six the, on blackjack, and they're like, "Nah, we're good." Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> JT, remember that happened with a drug test one time at Daytona? Somebody's name got drawn. Oh, uh, Steel test. City. Like, nah. Well, yeah. Jeff Willow. Yeah, Steel Jeff City. Willow did it Willow. At Steel City. Yeah, that was Jeff Willow at Steel City. He's just like, yeah, "I'm out. I'm good." <laughs> Um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, another guy did that at Daytona too. I know you're oh, really? talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I remember it happening at Daytona. It was a local guy, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so really, like I should have hashed this out before I hit record. But do we just try to cover this thing as a mutter and just do our best, or do we want do we want to talk about just who we think in a general sense can really I do? Mean, some... Is it really going to change though? I mean, do you, I mean, I know it's going to change. Yeah, a little bit, but does it really? Are the top guys not going to be in the top? I mean, yeah. Does Kyle Chisholm 
does Kyle Chisholm win the race? You know what I mean? Like, or or Dunn Roxon, Jacob Saylor, they all gonna still be in the top ten. Let's yeah. cover. Let's cover Reed a little bit. Um, what do we think he's gonna do? Look, Dan, you ride with him and see him all the time. JT, you're one of his best friends. What? Um, what do we think? We're, I mean, I, th- I think opening round. I talked to him the other day. I don't know if he's giving me the full scoop, but he's like, I haven't really tested that much. I'm happy though. Uh, I say five to seven in early rounds, you know, and then I think he's going to do better. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he can podium or even win a race, but to start first three rounds. Yeah, I, I don't think they're far off. I know he wants to get through these first rounds, like, you know, and get out with some good points. Um, he hasn't tested much. I can say that he has been in Florida, you know, his, his deal come together very late. Um, but he is happy, like mm-hmm. like, he, like he told you. He is happy with the bike, and he seems like he's he's a happier person, in my opinion, um, not having to deal with running his own team and things right. like that. And, I mean, he is good in the mud, going back to his Ricky days, racing Ricky and those guys. I mean, they lapped the field one weekend, you know. So <laughs> I think they're I think they're pretty, he could be good. Uh, I don't see him yeah. being outside the top eight for any reason. Yeah. JT, you agree? I do. Um, I think he's, you know, he certainly has the capability to do well in the mud. You know, 2008 was obvious proof of that. Um, the biggest thing is, can he get the start and stay out of trouble? Because he was a great ride, mud rider, you know, going back to 2005. But one mistake um, in the mud, and then, you know, he broke his um, the front brake there, and, you know, you're done. So, um, you know, mud to me, I think, there's certain guys that are better than others, sure, but it's all about getting the start and staying out of trouble mm-hmm. uh, and being able to see and you know being able to hold on to the bars because you don't have mud on your gloves. And there's so many things to it. So, yes, while I would say he should do very well in the mud, uh, just one little tip over can kind of ruin everything. So, um, so JT, like talking about that a little bit, um, let's go Barsha, Pike, let's go KTM guys, Jason Anderson, sort of good starters, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think the start will be critical. Uh, as I've you know already said, I yeah. think you have to take that into high consideration. If you had a guy like Michael Rocco, you would not want to pick him, even though he's a great mud rider. Uh, grew up in those conditions. He's just going to bury himself at the beginning and put himself in such a bad spot mm-hmm. that it's just maybe not your best choice. Um, unless you just get a guy like Tortelli at you know LA Coliseum in '98, uh, yeah, '90, yeah '98, uh, where he just comes through the hole and then you know takes the lead on the last lap. I just don't really see that situation happening too much anymore. It's more of the you know Wyndham where he jumped out to a great start in 2005 and, and battled with Ricky and ends up winning the thing. You know who comes out of the opening round swinging is uh, is Trey Kennard. Yeah, he he I mean, has he, I, ha- he has done that. I, and I think he's good, he's good in the mud too. And I mean, I don't, I don't know that I remember a race of Tomac in the mud, but I mean I'm sure he's practiced in the mud. He seems yeah. like he prepares for everything. We haven't talked much about him. I mean, like I said though, the mud is obviously a, a separator, but I still think the top guys are going to be the be at the front. Like and so, you may have one guy that has a bad race, but I think more so looking, it's going to benefit a guy like a Tommy Hahn who is really good in the mud and, you know, racing the 450 class. I think he could be the guy that like gets a, you know, a 10th or an 11th or something like a surprise. You know what I mean? I think that that could happen. Um, So your strategy for fantasy moto purposes here on the NFAB racer X fantasy moto, your strategy, Dan, yours is obviously you'll see how bad it is. 
but you don't think your main picks are going to stray off of the normal guys? I don't. I don't think so. Right. Uh, right. So we're talk- us talking Moto Dynasty right now, or yeah, or or Rocky Mountain League, either one, which is just yeah. straight. So we could, yeah, we can cover those two right now. I still think the top five are, in my eyes, still going to be the same top yeah. five. I would probably pick if it's dry. Uh-huh. Um, and then the same with the top twelve. I think I'm going to pick twelve guys that would be in the main event. I think I can do that. Right. And, um, you know, we, there's, there, I obviously think someone could sneak in there and get a podium, like Dean Wilson or, or somebody that I know he rides in the mud every time it rains. And, yeah. and in Supercross, he practices in the mud, you know? So I, I think he could do very well, but I still don't have him in my top five just because I think the other guys are there. Uh, JT, would your, would your picks change then on the mud? I think so. I think you'd have to um, take no. that into consideration. Your show number one. Not. Show number one, and we already have some debate. I think you'd have to. Uh, I just think there are guys that are going to be better than not. You know, it, honestly, my first thought would be moving Barsha more towards the front. Mm-hmm. I think that's the immediate um, one I would look at. Uh, I, I think, seen, in my opinion, I agree with you, but I had Barsha in the front, so like I think. I've seen that. I've been testing with these guys in the last month, and it's crazy because I see Barsha ride, and I was like, "Oh man, if they race today, he wins." And then I go to the next guy, you know, I watch him ride, and I'm like, "Oh shit, he would win today." <laughs> and then next yeah. thing you know, I'm, I'm five top guys in, and I'm like, "I don't know who's gonna win." I'm so confused because they really are all, all so good right now. So that's why I, I agree with what you're saying, though. Barsha at the front, he's such a good starter, and I think it's gonna mean so much. Yeah, no, it's, it's another one. Another, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to jump on that same line of thought. Another guy I would maybe move, uh, maybe even for the win in, in a condition like that would be Jesse Nelson. I think Jesse's a great mud rider. Uh, we saw that at Ironman, um, you know, a year and a half ago, how great he was in the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, he would maybe move up, you know, even maybe to the number one spot where I have him on my podium yeah. as it in is. The but maybe class, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think Zach Osborne is good in the mud, and I think he is. I see videos of him riding. A lot of guys, when it rains, will ride, but they don't ride supercross in the mud. It ruins the track, and a lot of guys don't do it. But I've seen videos of Osborne and both Wilson riding in the mud supercross. And yeah. I think that's going to help. You know, J- Jumping jumps in the mud is a lot different than riding outdoors in the mud. Yeah, I'm picking yeah. Webb to win dry. I'm picking Webb to win probably every race. You know what I mean? Just because <laughs> I just think that yeah. he's not going to win every but, race, but, but in, yeah. In, in this scenario, yeah. I think a guy like right. Osborne or Jesse Nelson, or I mean, you got to think a, a guy like um, you know uh, Oldenburg. He's mm-hmm. really good in the mud, and he's got a good team, and he could be good. I don't know if he's going to be racing, but yeah, he could be good. Um, they say he's racing. But. Yeah, no, he's, he's. I think he's in the. Uh, yeah. Also, too, like I just yeah, there's just weird things that happen in, in these kind of races, and, and you just never know. So knowing that. You just kind of got to stick with your with what you think, like your tried and true guys. You know what I mean, and and hope it works out, and hope that the talent and the bike and the team and the skill all sort of rise above, um, and see how and we'll see how bad it gets. One thing we've said last year, every single show, and it really applies. Try to get your picks in as late as you can for all of this stuff. Do it. Get your picks in when you can on Friday. So you, in case you're at a wedding on Saturday or whatever, you're drunk and you miss your picks, so you have something in there so you don't get zero. That's the worst thing. But then what you want to do is go in as late as you can uh, before the race. This is um, uh, Everything should close around uh, 7 o'clock Pacific. Go in and um, make look at practice. See how muddy it is. Follow social media. 
see how many practices they cut down, see how muddy that it is, and go in and adjust your practices after that. Um, that's a huge thing. If you want to win, you want to be serious. You guys both agree? Yeah I, yeah, I do. I think, you know, following you on Twitter, whether you're running your Pulpamex Twitter or the RaceRex online Twitter, uh, follow the, the up-to-date news outlets that you trust uh, because there's a lot of valuable information that can be found in that stuff. You know, even even during practice when you're, you know, just spouting off random facts and mm-hmm. stuff like, oh, this guy jumped this rhythm section, you can use that stuff. Like, yeah. that's valuable if you're not at the race. I mean, there's really no better way to do it uh, sure, watching the Supercross live webcast helps, but you're not getting, you know, the, the basically the lesser guys aren't ever going to be on those shows. You know, mm-hmm. it's all going to yeah. be Stu and Roxanne and Dungey. Uh, to get the background info and stuff like that, like, yeah. you're good about tweeting uh, info on guys in the BNC practices, you know, and, and that's invaluable for people that aren't at the race. Yeah, a couple years ago, like, um, I can think of a couple guys that come to mind right away. Nick Schmidt was on fire in the unseated practice. And you're like, that was the year that he made a mark with everybody. And same with Osborne when he came over. Like, okay, we all know Osborne. We know he's a world-class rider. But nobody has seen him, but he was fast. And his best, I think his first practice, he was third or fourth overall. And you were like, oh, look at that. You know what I mean? Just things like that. You know, so you have a point. So, I think that stuff means a little bit more for the motocross fantasy site. Mm-hmm. You, have to look deeper in, you have to look deeper in the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, the Rock, for the Rocky Mountain site, you have to pick the top five in a wild card, so you're not really going to pick any guys out of the C practice. Well, let's ever. let's talk about this Rocky Mountain thing. Uh, ninth place is the wild card, so ninth. So again, we're going off. It's a little dry. It's not going to be just a complete mud bath, which could change anything. But ninth place, what do we? Who do we like, JT? For ninth place, man, it's you know a one's random like that. Uh, you know, I would have going into A one last year. I would have never, ever, ever put Chad Reed into that category mm-hmm. uh, because I, I felt like he was going to be on the podium last year at A one. But you know, if you watch the race, you know he was right around that ninth spot the entire main event. Mm-hmm. So I think A one's a little different. Just you get random results there. Seely also, uh, but I still yeah. Seely was not good to start the year. Sorry, right, Seely right, was not yeah. good to start the year. Yeah. Yeah, so I just think it's a tough one, uh, but I, I still think you can get the range. Uh, I think guys like Justin Brayton um, are, are good for that, that spot. Um, but then you have to look at guys that, man, you would just not think so. But even a guy like Cole Seeley, like when you start looking at who's going to slot in where, you know, you're going to offend some people. I get that, <laughs> but somebody's got to finish there. Well, I like, I like Dino. I like Dean O'Farnell. I, I have Dean there too, and, and I don't. I don't think ninth for Dean at A one is a, is like a bad race. No, I think. No. no, I think if he could come in and build some confidence and get a top ten, and I think that'd be a good race. You know, I that's who I have. I have written down in ninth right now. Is, is Dean. and I, I would agree with you, Dan. But you know as well as I do, if you tell some of these guys that you have them plugged <laughs> oh, in for ninth, they're going to be yeah. pissed. I'll probably get a. I'll probably get a text from Dean that says. You think I'm only a ninth place guy? You're all, you know, you're <laughs> oh, all for sure. That's what I'm saying, hey, and it's unavoidable yeah. though. You have to put someone there. Hey, we should text all of our buddies in our phones and tell them we think they're going to win this weekend. Hey, I want you know, I just think you are going to win this weekend. Text everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what Dan yeah, would do in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're going to offend somebody unless you just went out on a limb and was like. Oh, I think Kate Glossin's going to get ninth. You know, like, yeah. I'm not going to take I'm not going to take the bail out like that. I, I think someone like uh, a Justin Bogle, a Will Hahn, a Dean Wilson, they could all get ninth. You know, somebody yeah. Yeah. that that whole group right there. 
Um, you know, I don't know where I put Davy Millsaps, uh, and you know, I. Dan, help us help help Dan help us out here. JT and I have differing opinions on Davy Millsaps. Now you're a Florida guy, you know him well, so maybe you're biased like JT. But do you think he does anything this year? And and, and anything being podiums. Um, I mean, podiums reaching for a lot. I think I, I I'm not biased. I like Davy. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. But I mean, when you start writing the guys down, like I said, I've been visiting right. all these guys. I haven't seen Davey ride, so I'm not, I don't really have a great opinion on him. Um, but I've seen about seven of the top guys ride in the last month, and they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if he can beat those. I don't know if he can beat those guys. I'm Honestly, not as high, eight- I'm not as high as, uh, on Davey as JT is. JT thinks he's going to bounce back pretty good. So, um, that bounce back player, though. Like, I mean, I think a seventh eight is a, is a good, like, I mean, you think he wins, JT? I I personally think he's going to come out strong. Um, I have him in fifth, which I know is I know is going to sound crazy to some people, but that's where I have him. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that's crazy. I mean, it's, I think in rough conditions, which I think Anaheim, even if it doesn't rain, I think the conditions are not going to be great because there's so much water, mm-hmm. and you're going to yeah. get that rut into a hole, you know, like wedge type nasty track. And I think Davey's great at that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Where do we put Purcell? What do you guys think about Purcell? Well, if it's Purcell. muddy, yeah, he's a guy. I marked him down here. If it's muddy, that's a wild card guy, right? Yeah, he's, he's just gonna race, he's right? gonna ride around in fourth. You know what I mean? Not rev it, just kind of putt around. And I mean, rel- <laughs> putt is relative term, and he'll he could end up on the box easy. I'll tell you one thing. He's been. Uh, He's been putting in work. I'll give him that. And you know, people always say he doesn't train, he doesn't do that. He even bought a water truck, like invested more money into himself. That tells me he's actually <laughs> putting in work. You know what I mean? Yeah, for him that's to do not, that, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. I mean, it may not sound much to the people listening, but Purcell went and bought a water truck so he could water the track. Like that's pretty big. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, every, by the way, everybody, RM Fantasy. Sorry, Dan. RM Fantasy SX. Uh, we have a group on there, Racer X Fantasy Pod. That's our group. So go in there. We're going to talk about that each week. I don't. Did you jerkies join yet? I sent you invites, so please get in there. I did. Okay. In there. And, uh, Dan, get in there. Um, Racer X Fantasy Pod. There's also a Pulpum X League in Motocross Fantasy and Moto Dynasty. So go on and join and request to join in Pulpum X Leagues. And, uh, and we'll play with Dan and JT and Paul Parabinos will be in there. And Ray from Rocky Mountain is going to play and Jared and all these guys. So I'll go on. All right, Dan, sorry I interrupt you, but what were you talking about? Well, you're good. I just I think Purcell could be a sleeper. I think, uh, all joking aside, him to reinvest into himself, I think that's, that's pr- pretty cool that he is still like, you know, he did sign just an extension to his deal. And you see sometimes when guys sign long term deals or multi year deals that they, they race really hard on their contract year. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, I think it was good to see that he's, he's doing that, putting in the work. I know he's, uh, he's living back down south of, you know, Date City area. And, uh, I, I, I think he could be good. I think he'll be good if it's muddy. I'm not. I don't think. I think week in and week out to, for him to push the limits to match a Tomac, Roxon, Canard. I, I don't like him to push the limits like that. But if it's muddy, this A1, absolutely. So, um, two time champ, right? Or two time champ? Yeah, two time. Yeah, two time. Yeah. Um. So and it's as far as Moto Dynasty. So we talked about ninth. Dino is uh, Truman and I's pick. Uh, top five though. Like, let's go into that right now. Let's go into just. Top five on the Rocky Mountain League and the Moto Dynasty leagues. Oh, we're not going to. JT has to pick a ninth place guy. I we thought he did. Let him bail did, out. You, did you pick no, a ninth? Nine guys. Oh, okay. All right, JT. You want my pick? 
Yeah. Yeah, ninth place. Mm, I was hoping you were going to skip me because I'm struggling with it. Yeah, he, um, he, does, he doesn't want to offend anybody. Ah, no, I don't give a shit about I honestly don't. I don't even care. I just. Brayton would be good. To, Brayton would be a good ninth. I think I'll he, take Brayton. Yeah, that was the name I threw out there, yeah. but I wasn't confident with it. But I can't think of anybody better, so let's go with Brayton. I think Brayton rebounds this year. I've been at these off-season races, so maybe I'm biased. Like Dan, Truman's biased because he's been going to the track and seeing these guys. You know, so he, he's a little biased. Maybe I'm biased because I've been seeing Brayton at these off-season races. Um, contract, contract year, too, right? Yeah, contract year, yeah, also. So I think Brayton rebounds a little bit. Well, look, look, it can't – even Brayton rebounding – he doesn't have to do much to rebound JT from the year he had. Like, like if he gets some tenths, like, good job. <laughs> yeah, but it I was think bad. He, you know, everyone expects more, including him. Oh yeah, so yeah. Yep. I think uh, if he could obviously get back to where he was going, you know, in the 2014 season, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what everybody's hoping for. Well, top five. Um, I like Roxon Tomac. Uh, Dungy will be on the podium somewhere in there. He could win even. I like Roxon to win the opening round, and I like Kennard to be in the top five. And after that, probably Stu. Um, we're all a bit scared for Stu, I think. I don't think we're at the point where we're lighting candles for Stu, but <laughs> we're a bit scared for what we've seen so far. But I can give him a fifth at the opening round. You know, I can give James Stewart. Uh, Has James Stewart ever gotten fifth place? Ever. He, he has. That's a, that's a, he has. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> he's either gotten top three or crashed? I'm I'm being serious. I don't know that he's ever went home and got he got a fifth place. I just don't think he has. I'm checking right now, but I think he has. <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever. Uh, Dan, are you, what's Stu? Where are you at on Stu? I have no clue. The videos that I've seen, I see one where he goes to the whoops that like, light speed and it doesn't even seem real and then i seen a video of him where he looks like he ate all of the holiday food that was on the table and i, I don't know i have no clue maybe he's messing with people and he's just in the best shape of his life and he's going to come out firing i have no clue i, I don't know i don't i don't put him in my top five he got fifth at houston in 14 his last year supercross <laughs> okay and uh he didn't, he didn't race last year no, yeah, the the last year of Supercross, and after that, Dan, you you actually got a point. You got fifth in twenty twelve on the uh, on the Yamaha, but um, there's a lot of one two threes and a lot of eight nine tens and some fifteens and twenties. Yeah, um, JT, where are you at on Stu? I think he's going to be really fast because he still has the ability, but I don't think if he comes in looking, you know, in the physical shape that his pictures and videos are kind of reflecting, I don't think he has 20 laps at the pace that I think those guys are going to be at. Um, I, I just think there's too many guys that are capable of going full out, maybe not as fast as he can for one lap, but I think certainly the pace he can do for 20 laps, and I think they, they're going to be able to do it for longer. So I just think he's going to struggle with getting tired. That, that's my prediction. Maybe he, I'm dead wrong, but I, we, I see him getting a little winded. We should thank Stu, by the way. We, we should send him something. I was going to say like a cake or something, but maybe that's not a good idea. But we should send Stu something for, like, he gives us something to talk about every week on a show like this. <laughs> because you want to send him a blame pie? Sure. Because there's no, there's no doubt he's going to go fast. I mean, honestly, no, I told you guys, I told you guys today on our text before we got the show. Those, that videos he sent out, they, he doesn't look great. He looks out of shape. There's no doubt, right? But 
Don't you think that he's doing that like as he's, he's throwing a little smoke screen up and he comes into A1? No one's really seen him. Those videos that we've seen him on the track, Dan, that you said he was going, you know, f- you know, fast as hell. Um, that's from far away, man. Real far away. So He looks fast, though, doesn't he? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't you think he comes into A1? He knows that he was out of shape for the straight rhythm and all that. but And that's where those videos are from. But now, like, can't you see him just coming in ripped again? No? I mean, the videos aren't old. You can look at his hair and tell it's grown. I mean, it's not like some old video. Aren't they straight rhythm? Really? Aren't they straight rhythm area? Uh, straight rhythm time frame? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't doubt that he's going to be fast, but I agree with JT that the other guys have stepped up and they're very close. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's always affected James is if you put pressure on James or you're close to him, that he makes mistakes. And in my opinion, there's going to be a lot of guys going very close to his speed. Maybe he sets the fastest time. Right. Maybe he wins the heat race. But I think in the main event, I think there's going to be a lot of guys in really good shape that are going to put pressure on him. And I just – All right, so give me – first round, I need to see him race. I don't put him in my top five. I need to see him race. He hasn't raced a Supercross. He hasn't raced a real race in a long time. He didn't race Monster Cup. Where would he need to be in practice for you to put him in the top five? Uh and it, he's probably going to be first in practice. Oh, okay, so it doesn't I, matter. Not, okay, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, when was the last time he raced? Like, was it Vegas 14? Or did he race Vegas? Well, he raced the Monster Cup. No, he didn't. He was there. <laughs> so who do, you got, who do you got in your top five this weekend, Dan? I, I have Jason Anderson winning. Really? Um, Ooh, me too. <clears throat> I think he's. That's in my. That's in my uh, column. I just finished. He's my number one pick. Oh really? Um, yeah, I, I have Jason Anderson winning uh, in the dry or the mud. I think he's. He doesn't seem like he puts a ton of pressure on himself. Um, going, he, he's riding awesome. Um, I have Jason Anderson winning. I have uh, Ryan Dundee in fourth, um, which he could obviously be second or third, but I have him fourth. And I kind of decided between uh, Trey Kennard and, and Roxon for second and third. I didn't know who to put where. So I'll kind of I'll probably look at practice times and, and see what I like there. And then I'm going to uh, surprise. I'm going to put Chad Reed in fifth. Hmm. Jason Anderson, huh? Yeah. Well, he was great last year. Got third on the podium last year, so that was great. Yeah, he got second, second but yeah. Oh, second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Um. Um, let's go 250s. 250s, uh, top five, um, Moto Dynasty. Obviously, top 12 uh, is Moto Dynasty, but let's go top five for Rocky, for sort of the early top five and the, the early guys, like the early front runners. Obviously, Cooper Webb, Jesse Nelson, Osborne, Savachi, right? Um, I'm missing a guy there. Christian Craig, I think, could be a sleeper. I really think we haven't seen Craig race. I really think Christian Craig can step up and, and be one of those guys, the Geico guys. Um, am I missing anybody? Um, trying to think. Yeah. I think those are the, the contenders. Yeah. <clears throat> Nelson, Webb, Savachi will be going at it. And um, What yeah. about Alex Martin? I feel, I feel like he's going to be a top five guy, but do you think he's going to match those dudes? I think so. I, I really do. Um, I, I think he's definitely going to be good if it's wet. Also, yeah, yeah, no, he's probably good. Probably good, good idea. Yeah. Good. I he's think good he'll be good. I just can't see him going as fast as Nelson or Webb. 
that maybe that's maybe I'm wrong. You know, I could be dead wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think in the dry anyone's going to go as fast as Cooper Webb. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. But I, I think that Martin is in that next group. I mean, he did get podium last year. That one race with Oakland, I think. And uh, yep, second. I'll give you that. I I'll give you that. The next, the next group for sure. Yeah, like with Nel- I think the Nelson, Savachi, Martin. I think they're good. I mean, I mean, I, anything can happen. But I think Cooper Webb's just a, he's better than these guys right now. I, I just think he's he's a little bit better than all of them, honestly. Um. So. Yeah. Do you guys are you guys with me on Christian Craig? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I've heard he's going really fast. Yep. I like Craig. I, I like Jimmy Dakota's too. I think he raced a lot this off season. Yeah. And you know, confidence, good bike. He's good in the mud. I mean, he's a, at least. he's going to be like JT, where he comes in because he's been racing in Germany and all these other weird countries. He's going to be all tired by the time he hits round three. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. He raced like eight races or something. Yeah, no, I know. I'm kidding. All, but all in one country. Right. Yeah, and he wasn't travel. He wasn't traveling too. So right. Um, but yeah, that whole next group, I, I think I think Greg could be the surprise. I mean, we haven't seen him race Supercross in a long time. I think mm-hmm. he could be a surprise. Yeah, I do. I, uh, the unknowns for me are the Mitchell Harrison, the Mark Worth. Uh, Kyle Cunningham, I have no idea. I haven't seen any of those guys ride. Mm-hmm. Chris Aldridge, you know, I hear Aldridge. You know, Aldridge could go fast one weekend. He won't be on any of my fantasy teams, I can tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he goes fast as practice qualifier. Whatever he does, he won't be on my team in anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. Um, hey, in the top 12 format of Moto Dynasty, I know there's a shit ton of guys, but you know – you know someone's sneaking in there that we didn't think, like a Tapia last year. Now, he didn't get top 12, but he snuck in there. Yeah. Do you I think, think Colt, Nichols, Colt Nichols is a good pick for a top 12, and probably no, not many will pick. In 250s? 250s. Yeah. Yeah, Nichols is good, man. He's talented. No doubt. Got his ACL ripped up last year, but until then, he, was, he had some good finishes. How's this, though? And JT, you probably know where I'm going with this. A top 12... And I'm talking 10 to 12, 10, 11, 12, Vince Freeze, A1. Can't you see that? No. No? No? Okay. Stand away from that. All right. Okay. There's just going to be some dude that outperforms, you know? Maybe yeah, Weimer. Tommy, I think yeah. Tommy Hahn Tommy could be a 12th place guy. Okay. I think. Yeah. In the mud. If it's, yeah, if it's a little bit muddy, a little bit sloppy. Yeah, he's he's put in some good rides like in Seattle in the past, some really good rides. So he can he can he can ride that stuff pretty pretty fast. And J- JT will tell you. I mean, confidence is so big, especially at that level. And when it rains, there's some people who are just like, "Oh my God, it's raining! This this is terrible." Or and there's some people <laughs> that are like, "I want it to rain more." I mean, yeah. JT would probably be one of those guys that was like, "Stop raining," <laughs> maybe. But I, you know, yeah, I don't know. no, yeah, you I just you just don't know. Han yeah, you don't know who has those attitudes. Red Dog sucked balls in the Minneapolis, Indianapolis when it was freezing cold because he was miserable the whole time and just complained about how cold he was <laughs> all the time. And you're just like, okay, well, you're in a good mood. And then he never, ever did anything, you know, or very rarely anyways. So, um, all right. Hey, uh, earlier today uh, I talked to uh, uh, Ray Butts from Rocky Mountain, and uh, he, you know, obviously they've had a great success with this league. They partnered up with Feld also into this league, and it's been it's been really good for them with all their prizes that they're giving out, the truck for the winner and everything else. So I talked to Ray about the the league and the business and where the idea came up and all that stuff. And uh, so let's let's I'm going to drop this in right now, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what motocross fantasy 
and the handicaps that are coming out this weekend and what we think. So uh, listen to this Ray Butts interview from Rocky Mountain. There's some good stuff in here, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome to the NFAB Fantasy Moto Podcast Show. Like I said, we'll, uh, uh, we'll get back to the show in a second here, but I wanted to bring in one of the guys that's integral to uh, the Fantasy Supercross game, and uh, he's a big part of our show also, the general manager of Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com and, of course, the Rocky Mountain Fantasy Supercross game. Ray Butts, what's up, Ray? How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, just hanging out, excited to get A1 uh, started, uh, yeah. see who's going to win the mud bath. <laughs> I know, huh? No doubt. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Um, I think if it, it just pours, I like Roxon because he's a Euro. He rides the mud really well, yeah. and we'll see how it goes from there. You know, those guys that fell, they're good. They're covering the track. It might not be this disaster. Yeah, it might not be too bad. I mean, I, I remember being there in '05, and it was like oh, it was just straight yeah. up uh, soup out there, but... Uh, it looks like it might be clearing up enough that, you know, I think we're going to have a pretty decent race. Yeah, don't talk about 05 Anaheim because I was a mechanic then for Red Dog and he didn't qualify. Oh. Dude, so you do all this work and uh, and your guy doesn't qualify and he's a factory rider and, um, whew, bad bad memories. So that was yeah. a mother. Yeah. Who was it that had their brake lock up on him oh, in that race? Oh, that was Chad. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. he was leading, and then, like, last lap, his brake yeah. locked up or something crazy. Near like the that. end, yeah. It's, it's got so f- packed with mud that it just pushed this, the pistons onto the, the disc, and that was it, man. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I remember, you know, we didn't have good seats. We were down low and, and just got pounded the whole race, but it was still <laughs> awesome to watch. No doubt. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show all year. Um, we're looking forward to having you guys. We all play your game. Uh, RMFantasySupercross.com. Top. I like, the reason I like your game is it's simple. It's top five in the 450 class, and each week there's a wild card guy to pick a wild card position, and you get more points if you nail that. It's an easy game to play. It doesn't take a long time to like sit in front of a computer, and I like no. that about it. It's easy. And uh, but first of all, I guess let's go back a little bit. How'd you? Are you? Would you? Did you play fantasy? Did someone at Rocky Mountain come up to you? How did you guys get started in this? Because you've teamed up with Feld. It's uh, it's very popular. It does well for you guys. It's one of the more favorite games out there, and I think for the reasons I talk about, but maybe talk about the genesis of the uh, RMFantasySupercross.com game. Well, it just kind of started with a group of us here. I mean, there are several of us that, that just did it on our own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no nothing fancy or anything, and, and we did it for a couple years, and we're just sitting around the, the boardroom trying to figure out how to, you know, better – uh, engage the users of Supercross, and mm-hmm. we're like, you know what, we love this, and we actually own our own our own software company, and we were like, you know, it'd be awesome is if we just made a, a fantasy game, and, mm-hmm. and the first thing we did, we tried to go find a, a program out there to say, you know, is there a software company that's already built this, and mm-hmm. everything was just like too. By the time you took it from football or baseball or whatever and morphed it into Supercross, it was just it was kind of a mess, and we just wanted something quick and easy and and fun, you know. I mean, it, uh, you know, I, some of those things you you get into building teams and craziness that it, I don't know, it yeah. kind of turns into too much. And yep. you know, ours was just easy and the you know throwing in the the wild card. Uh, we just love that idea. It brings a little bit of attention to somebody other than the leaders, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of makes you think about the rest of the pack and. Uh, I don't know. It, like I said, it was just something simple we had here, and then we ended up just writing the software ourselves, and and uh, it's just grown from there. I mean, we've been this is our third season of doing it uh, with Feld, uh, and each year it's just gotten better and better. 
Yeah, it seems like it's uh, it's growing a little bit. I was going to ask you. It's been going well. It's it's obviously you guys do over a hundred thousand dollars in prizes, and there's some awesome prizes each and every week from a bunch of different manufacturers, which is always in a nice incentive. Yeah. But it's growing, man. Like it seems to be more and more popular. And I, uh, yeah, teaming up with Feld, becoming sort of the official game, that's helped a lot. And then I, I think, like I said, the simplicity of it, it just doesn't take a whole lot of time for everybody to f- figure it out. Well, and it's free. You know, I mean, that's yeah. probably the biggest thing yeah. is, is there's no strings attached. I mean, you can get in there and, and play for free. All the prizes, uh, you know, that we got awesome partners with it from, you know, from Feld themselves to, you know, Toyota jumped on board this year. I mean, that that's the biggest news in my mind is, uh, you know, Toyota's giving away a truck. You yeah. Know, we, we have a grand prize this year. Kawasaki's on board. Uh, we're going to have a race prep 450 for first, uh, race prep 250 for second, uh, trips to Monster Cup. Yeah. Uh, Pirelli's running a group of people out to uh, JGR's place and, and going to do some fun stuff out there. I mean, everything's you know, each prize, I mean, when we first started this, I mean, you know, the prizes were, were awesome. Mm-hmm. But each year it's just grown and grown. Our, our weekly prizes, I mean, we're giving away sets of tires. We're giving away GoPro cameras. We're giving away uh, 6D helmets. I mean, there's, there's yeah. it's amazing what what's getting given away. And, that, that's and, and it's free. Part and is, it's free to play. Like you said, free. you sign up. Yeah. Yeah, all you got to do is sign up and play. And uh there's the group play i mean we did that last year that was probably the the biggest change last year was mm-hmm. making the group play and making it to where you you and some buddies can get in there and and trash talk and and uh see how each other's doing you know that that was kind of the thing from the first year everyone's like it's too hard to find my friends well now yep. you can find your friends uh also uh this year to keep people better engaged uh you know everyone's like gosh you know i was only one person away and mm-hmm. so this year we're kind of changing how you get points uh now just by getting close like uh let's say you pick rocks to win and he takes second you're still going to get five points for that yeah you know what i did that's a nice change because i did yeah the, the part of the game last year i played it last year for the first time and it was frustrating it was zero points um you know so it's it's frustrating i'm glad you made that change it's a good one yeah, I mean, it's almost like seeding points out there, right? You right, know, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't want anybody getting disheartened because they they didn't do well one week and got zero points and just mm-hmm. going, Psh, I'm done with this game. So yeah, now, yeah. you know, you get you get something for being almost right, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so, no, so that's that's probably our biggest change this year, uh, along with the Toyota partnership. I mean, definitely, you know, that's I can't awesome. thank those guys enough. I mean, it's we were just blown away when they, you know, they approached us and. Uh, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we're stoked. Yeah, this week, uh, A1, Bell uh, Moto 9 Carbon for Helmet, TCX Boots, GoPro Hero, and a set of Pirellis. That's just top four prizes overall. So, um, Yeah, that's the weekly prize. Yeah, weekly, exactly. Not the, not the grand prizes. And that's just in one week, uh, a $700 helmet. Um, and we, we started a group for this podcast, the Racer X Fantasy Pod Group. So just go in and uh, join us, and uh, we'll all be playing during the year. Myself, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman. we got to get you in there, Ray. And, uh, Heck yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll play all year and we'll see who can win the uh the prizes you guys are also uh i don't even know if you know this but uh, jared decided to donate a couple of gift certificates for our group which is nice a racer x fantasy podcast group uh and then we're going to give away for the grand prize uh, out of pulp mech so nice. should be fun um it's uh it's free to play and like i said top five each week top five and four for these and each week is a random wild card winner and this the field is stacked too it's going to be gnarly to try to pick that spot you know like it's it's gonna be a really good guy that gets that spot every week 
Heck yeah. Uh, um, and then also too, uh, how's the business on the uh, on the business side? Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Uh, how's business over there? You know, it's, it's rock solid. I mean, we're we're uh, you know seem to be integrating well with the community. Everybody's you know everyone I talk to for the most part is pretty happy. Uh, you know, we have our two warehouses rocking and rolling. We did some big expansions last year to make sure we have plenty in stock. Uh, you know, we keep about $35 million worth of stock, and and uh, that way you, when you call on Monday, you have that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, between our warehouse in Pace in Utah and then Kentucky, we're in a little town called Winchester just outside of Lexington. So mm-hmm. we cover the entire U.S. in three days um, and, and like 85% of it in two days. So uh, if people want something, we – you know, we right. have gobs in stock, and, and it's ready to rock. And uh, all my racer friends, you know, my, my boy races amateur motocross, and and uh, everyone that I talk to is stoked because they get home on Sunday night, do an order, and it's at their house Tuesday, and they're ready to race again the next weekend. That always seems to be important, and, and that's yeah. what we try to keep keep everything running smoothly for. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, check it out, everybody. Rocky Mountain, ATVMC.com for uh, if anything you need. Um, another thing for you guys, uh, the team, the Rocky Mountain uh, team in the truck, Bracken Hall and Kyle Chisholm this year. Uh, yeah. Had, um, he's a, that's a nice guy and good name. Um, he should do well on Hondas. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, we had uh, Partridge on our team last year, mm-hmm. and, and he had kind of made a move up to uh, – uh, you know, to a better team and seemed like, you know, he was making some moves and then, you know, not to just talk about Partridge, but he's such a good dude and, yep. and ended up having his accident. So, you know, my heart out to him. And But uh, we got talking around, hey, what do we do? And and uh, was introduced to, to Chisholm. And mm-hmm. uh, once again, you know, Kyle's again, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I never but, thought of that, right? Uh, super good dude. We're we're excited. I, I think uh, I think he's pretty stoked to be on the team. He kind of did his own thing last year. And, yep. You know that's tough. I mean, I you know a lot of fans out there don't realize what it goes into to doing a race team. I mean, you've you've done it. You know what it takes. And uh, for a guy to go out and, and run it on his own like that is is impressive. And so we're hoping this year we can mm-hmm. we can put him on the team and. Uh, uh, you know, he can focus on uh, racing rather than trying to run a team and, and uh, you know, yeah. knock out some top tens out there. I, you know, I'd love to see him, you know, coming in, uh, you know, I'd love to see him knocking out some, some awesome finishes. But, yeah, we're stoked. Uh, you know, A1 always yeah. has you all excited. And <laughs> everyone's healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Last year, Bracken had, uh, uh, you know, kind of a bummer deal. I mean, he was faster than he'd ever been. His uh-huh. speed was looking awesome. and. And uh, you know, and his heat race gets gets high sided into a corner and busts his wrist, and you know, there's the season. You yeah, know? right so, there, done. So yeah, I mean, we're we're stoked. Everyone's healthy. Everyone seems to be happy and and running well. Uh, you know, they're on Hondas again this year, mm-hmm. and and we got some great sponsors helping us out. And uh, yeah, we're stoked. The funny thing about those guys that run their own teams, whether it's Kyle or Chad or even Nick Way, who who just hung it up, they yeah. always say when they're when they when they're um running their own deal they're like yeah it's great i get to choose who i want to work with and it's awesome and then when they're done or, or they switch teams they're like holy crap was that a lot of work you know what i mean yeah. and and it's got to wear on you so I, I do look for chiz to be better this year um because that it's just a, a lot of work man and a lot of you got to work with your mechanic and you got to pay for everything and you got to you're on the phone when you should be maybe training or riding and i i, I think chiz will do well this year 
I do. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's going to be a good time. I mean, I think he, I think his head's in a good place, and uh, you know, I, you know, with the baby on the way and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, like I said, and then, and then he's just an, an awesome dude. So I, I think uh, I think the team's going to be rock solid, and uh, that was the big thing that he and I started talking about coming on the team is. You know, we just we don't want a ton of drama. You know, we want to go out there and race and have <laughs> right. a good season and and you know yeah. just have just have a good family atmosphere around there and and uh, you know I think he's a good choice for that. You know what? The, the wild card this week for A one is ninth. Now I need to see the track conditions and everything else, but Chisholm isn't a bad guy to slide in that ninth spot. No, heck yeah, no. I, you know? I think he could. Like I said, I, I totally expect him to knock out some uh, top ten finishes, and I think ninth is def- definitely in his grasp. Yeah, that's that's pro- probably right there, no doubt about it. This uh, and this fantasy thing for you guys, rmfantasysupercross.com. rmfantasysx.com. Sorry, yeah, rmfantasysx.com. I'm looking right at the URL. You'd think I'd be better at this, right? Um, <laughs> Join the Racer X Fantasy Pod Group, and each week we're going to uh, discuss the, who we think is going to be top five and who we think is going to be the wildcard spot, whether it's ninth or 13th or whatever. This week it's ninth. And um, it's also been a boon to just the online side too, hasn't it? I'm sure you get people who just love fantasy because this show, I'll be honest, I'm surprised at the popularity of this show when we started it. There is the fantasy motocross slash supercross group of people is big, man. They love this listen to the show. And you guys starting the fantasy thing, just because you all played it, like you said, you've probably noticed a nice little side business, uh, a side little effect of business picking up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, you know, we look at it as, you know, as a, as a great marketing opportunity. I mean, you can you can spend your marketing dollars in a lot of ways out there, right? And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, because it's not like it's free. I mean, when you uh, look at the cost of programmers and everything else, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, you got to pay those guys salaries, and they're not cheap. I, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know anyone out there that's dealt with software knows that uh, you know those guys are are a rare breed, and and uh, so you know you can put your money into to print ads or tel- television or whatever. But we chose to take some of those dollars and put it into programming and and create this thing. And and uh, you know, I think it's been a, a great little program. It's it's promoted us well and. It's been a great partnership with Feld and everybody and mm-hmm. all the the intrinsic sponsors of Supercross and uh you know just bringing bringing everybody together uh um you know it, mm-hmm. it's it's even opened some doors on deals and different things that, that cool. we hadn't fully anticipated and sure. so you know yeah it it it's been a good deal for us um you know and and that's why we try to keep you know that's why we made it free to play because mm-hmm. You know, it it works for us as a as a marketing tool, and uh, that way, you know, we don't have to squeeze every every drop out of that lemon, you know, so to speak. So, yeah. uh, you know, we don't have to try and and make a living off of it, but yeah. uh, but oh. it definitely, uh, you know, helps promote us, gets people talking about us, and and you know, ultimately, that's that's what marketing needs to do, right? It it needs to go out there and, and get people. Um, you know, talking about yeah. you. Yeah, I've been overwhelmed by the response, the number of downloads and listens to this show. I play, I started it because Jason Thomas and I are big into fantasy, and we have this group text, and we go on and on, and we, you know, of course, we crap talk each other, right, like everybody does. Yep. yep. And, and then we started, hey, we should do like this podcast thing about it, and we started it in the first year, just like holy crap, like thanks to NFAB and thanks to Rocky Mountain and uh, Scott. 
Pro Taper, everybody coming on board with us, it's, it's it's big, man. It's bigger than I thought. You know, some people are like, ah, it's just for kids. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's a it's a growing fantasy sports are growing, man. So oh yeah, they're they're crazy. You um, know, I mean, I I see what football and baseball and all those yeah. things have done, and it's just incredible. Uh, what about the motocross season? Rumors are maybe Rocky Mountain could be dipping their toes in the fantasy moto. Uh, you know what? I mean, we're we keep batting it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't locked down on it. I mean, we are we're definitely dipping a toe by going racing in, in yep. the outdoors this year. I mean, you know, with right. uh, Chiz coming on board, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we are going to race the whole year this year. So who knows? I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I. I I hate it when the season ends and you're just like, oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, for sure. So no we'll promises. See. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll uh, see. You know, we're definitely it's definitely on our radar. We'll keep all of our listeners uh, informed. All right, Ray Butts, general manager of Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Thank you uh, for joining the show. Thank you again for your support of this podcast each and every week, where we're uh, picking fantasy uh, winners and uh, and we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Sure enough, thanks, Steve. All right, thanks, Ray. Okay, bye. All right, we're back on the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast, brought to you by Rocky Mountain SX.com, uh, Pro Taper, and Scott USA, all on board with us on this uh, on this Fantasy Moto Podcast with uh, Jason Thomas and Dan Trubin. So we covered some guys, and it's going to be a little. We'll know we'll, next week. We'll have a better idea after we watch these guys and see how it goes and and everything else. But we've got it. We've covered some some ground here. Motocross Fantasy is a league that you go. Pick four riders. You can't pick the same guy two weeks in a row. As we said, there's handicaps through each guy. The handicaps came out today. And uh, also, too, by the way, Pulpamex League on that. Pulpamex League on um, on uh, Rocky Mountain and uh, Moto Dynasty also, too. Uh, Ro- the Racer X League is on Rocky Mountain. So, looking at these handicaps, I'll start with you, JT. What did you like? Did anything jump out at you? I mean, I see Tickle as a handicap. Dean Wilson's a handicap. That's a little odd. Yeah, you know, the first race is always tough, uh, I think, for everyone, even, the, you know, the person making a handicap, because you don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I will say that if it is muddy, uh, be careful, because things kind of go awry. Yeah. Um, I think Dan knows this, too. You know, a lot of times when it's muddy, we'll kind of play it a little bit safer uh, than than other races. Mm-hmm. But um, just looking at the list, I, I think, you know, there are some opportunities to kind of make a move here. Um, you know, I don't I don't mind Justin Brayton at a six for sure. You know, obviously I pinned him for a ninth, so uh, that would be great value there. That would be 40 points um, if that came true. I think Michael Leskie at a 12 is pretty solid because I, I do see him in the main event. Um, you know, he has a propensity at times to not – finished the main events very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at last year's Anaheim, I think he got ninth or 10th. So um, that could be that could be a good pick. Uh, there's, you know, Justin Bogle. You don't really know what to expect from him. I don't think there's a ton of value at a two because I kind of think he'll be right around there finishing, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he's 100% up to speed yet. Yeah, I saw um, that. I didn't, so, like, I didn't like that one, although, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't love it either. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of covering the ones that are people are going to be kind of curious about. Um, you know, there's a lot of safer picks. Jason Anderson's six is pretty safe, in my opinion. Justin Barsha, if it's muddy, is pretty safe. Of course, Ryan Dungey, the champion, uh, is pretty safe too. But would you um, got? Are you going? If it's muddy, and we think it is, you would go with non-handicapped dudes to start. 
Not necessarily, but oh, okay. I, I think it's a it's an option. You know, well, of course I don't think enough. you have to, yeah. but I think anytime it's muddy, you want to you want to look a little bit closer at the non-handicapped guys, the safer picks. And I'm not sure how Dan thinks about that, but I, you know, I think he would probably agree. Dan, yeah. I agree in, in some cases. The first race is tough, like JP said. And, and for the people that don't know the handicap system, or if there are, you don't know, if a guy is a red or a gray, in this case, a handicap nine, he has to essentially get 19th or better to get double points. He has, the handicap has to put him into the top 10. So I like a guy like like Michael S. He had a 12. Basically, you're just saying he's going to make the main event. Mm-hmm. And he and he gets double. He, if Michael Leffy makes the main event, he gets the same points as Ryan Benji getting second. So, I think that Michael Leffy isn't a terrible pick. You know, he's a good starter, and and will more than likely he'd be in the main event. You'd have to agree, right? You know? I would. I would think. I mean, just because he's a starter, and it's even if it's muddy, yeah, he's in. Never mind if it's yeah. dry. You know, like. So I agree. Some picks. I I agree with JT. I think Bogle out of two. I mean, he could very well do great, but. I don't see a lot of upside in it, and I don't think Justin Bogle is going to go get fifth at the first race, also mm-hmm. coming off of the injury. I don't see a lot of upside with even like uh, Trey Canarda too. Yeah, he, I have him like I said at a podium, which gets him twenty five points. But I would pick a guy like uh, Tommy Hahn at a nine, double points over uh, yeah. Trey Canard mm-hmm. in that case. So with, yeah, uh, I see that Lawson Bopping is on the list. Mm-hmm. He was. Really good. Is he, is he here racing? I, I mean, I see that he's on the list, but I haven't seen him riding. Or yeah, um, yeah, I don't know either because in in this, in this motocross fantasy, they have handicap, then they have last finish, and they got Michael Caden winning something. He got first in something. They said that's his last finish. <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't know what that what that means. Okay. But but anyways, um, local race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly. Um, I like Braden. I like Braden. Frederick Norin. Yeah. Is he 450 or 250? He's 250. He's 250. Okay. I wasn't sure. I like Tickle at a four for double points. I like Brayton at a six for double points. I like Alessi at 12 for double points. You guys with me on that? Tommy Hahn, nine double points. You guys are on the Tommy Hahn bandwagon. So maybe. I think at the end of the yeah, day, I, yeah, I think I there's think value there, especially in, you know, Tickle, I think in bad weather, tough track, really, you know, like a slow paced track. I think Tickle would, would do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Weimer, I don't know about. I, I haven't seen Weimer ride at all. Maybe Dan has. So I, I honestly have no idea until I watch practice of what to think about Weimer. Yeah, he's a nine. So he's got to do better than just make the main like a mic, you know? Yeah. And I, I think Weimer, I, I like Weimer at a nine. I put him somewhere between the, the 13 to 16 range at, at round one when I did like my top 20. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I see upside in Weimer. But you got to, in motocross fantasy, you got to make sure you don't miss out on the big picks. I think this this weekend, Michael Essie is going to end up being the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And you can't not pick him. Even if he goes and gets 22nd and he's the number one pick, you almost have to pick him of that chance that he goes and gets a 12th place and gets 50 points. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that's the biggest thing I've learned in the motocross fantasy is you actually lose you lose when you don't pick the, that guy, you know. And yeah. you've got to gamble sometimes. And even if it's not what you, you think is the best, if he's got 50% well, of the pick, you almost have to take him. And one thing about motocross fantasy, too, and I think maybe you guys taught me this or I figured it out on my own. Like, if you have a guy that's coming up on a – and it's Supercross, it's different, but in moto, this is motocross series more often, but it, it could apply in Supercross, too. If you have a guy that's coming up where you know he's going to kill it because he loves the track, 
Make sure he's available to pick for you that you don't pick him the week before, even though you like that handicap. Maybe give up the guy's handicap because you know the next weekend he's going to cash in. Something to think about, a little more strategy. Yeah, definitely more coming into play outdoors, I think, when you get you know tracks like Millville and Jeremy Martin and things like that. And, right. Um, Supercross is a little bit tougher, but you do have guys that do great in San Diego and you know, or do great in Atlanta and so forth, or Daytona, for instance. Daytona, yeah. I always try to plan around Daytona, you know, Baggett's podium there like 48 times or something. So mm-hmm. I always try to pick him and, yeah. you know, things like that. So um, I would steer away from Martin Davalos. I know he's not racing, but he <laughs> could still hurt you in some way. Um, oh, Mar- Mar- well, Marty. Oh, Marty. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Whatever you do, just don't do it. And this is coming from somebody that loves Marty. I do. He's, yeah. He's – you know, you know who's going to really make people cry this weekend is Zach Bell. Zach Bell is somehow going to make somebody cry. People are going to pick him. He's going to go real fast well, at some point. Let's and, switch to that. Let's switch to 250s on motocross fantasy. <laughs> Zach Bell is a handicap three. Thirteenth or better to get double points. I'm out. No thanks. <laughs> what about what about like Maxim Dupree, one of these guys that that Bud Racing? He's he's just got to make the main to get double points. There's a lot of these dudes who just have to make the main. I mean, I could have four guys. I could have Mitchell Harrison, uh, Mark Worth, this Maxim guy, and like a Sinai or something. I could literally have four handicap twelve on my team. Freddie Norn just has to make the main. It, it could be bad down there on the starting line in the mud. It could be bad. I'm already <laughs> my my heart rate's going through the roof, Freddie. I'm getting angry. Uh, <laughs> I, I like. I'm gonna get mad at. I'm gonna get mad at somebody every time. You know what? Like. uh Cole Thompson's an eight. Now he hasn't raced Supercross for a while, but you know he's a pretty good rider. Um, there's a lot of guys here. I, looking through this list, it's the first time I looked through this handicap list. I'm going all twelves. Really, I think. In, yeah. in this scenario, I'll probably I'll probably take this list and then cross guys out that I don't think have value. Right. Uh, honestly, like I don't think that uh, Aldridge has a lot of value at just a zero mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So I'll probably cross him out. I think that. Uh, you know, Cunningham out of two, new team, new bike, not a lot of value to me. I'll probably cross him out. Michael Lee out of four. So I'll do a process of elimination in this in this case rather than normally I would just pick my best guys because there are a lot of good picks in this one. You're going to really have to look at practice times. And, I mean, Mitchell Harrison, we don't even know, we don't know how fast Mitchell Harrison is. <laughs> Nobody's seen him ride. Yeah. JT, what do you think uh, in this 250 class? Um, I think you're going to have to go with the 12s. Uh, you're just going to have to hope that your 12 pans out. I really think that looking at the list, I just don't see a bunch of other guys that give you reason to not pick a 12 because there are so many of them. Um, you're, you know, there, you don't really know what's going to happen. I think practice will be key. Uh, learning, like Dan said, about a guy like Mitchell Harrison or Mark Worth or how these rookies are going to be riding. Mm-hmm. But with, you know, 22 guys and as many 12s are on the list, you know, got to gamble to win. I think that's uh, it's a common theme that we always talk about. Yeah. But it's especially true in the 250 class this weekend. you got to remember also, after week one, there's not as many 12s. Once they, once they kind of settle in, and maybe after this week being a mud race will be an exception. Maybe there'll still be some 12s. But uh, usually the handicaps go down because they go off a of performance from the previous week so or weeks. So, you know, you really need to gamble, I think, in, in the lights class um, with so many 12s, like JT said. You know, and you got to remember, too, they're, they're going to probably have one practice instead of two. 
So a lot less time to learn the tracks for these rookies. You got to take all that kind of into consideration, I think. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking like a handicap, a heavy handicap weekend for me in this class. Right now, your eight guys in motocross, motocross fantasy. What's that? Who would you pick, your eight guys in motocross? Okay, fantasy? well, I haven't studied motocross fantasy as much as I thought about the other ones, but off the top of my head, looking at this, at this, uh, at this deal, I like Dakota Tedder at a twelve. He's back. He's got injured, but I mean, you know, he's kind of he's got a lot of advantages. Dakota does, and he just has to make the main event. So I like Dakota Tedder at a twelve. I like Freddie Norn at a twelve. Give me Freddie Norn all day long. Double me down some Freddie Norn. Uh, Maxim Dupres, I like this kid. I saw him all, all winter. Um, I think he's got some skills to make the main. This is he just has to make the main to get double points. So I think he can do all right. Even who's, uh, although who's better on that? Is he the best bud racing guy or is? Yeah, because the other guy's hurt. Sanai's hurt. So. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. The only thing that scares me is DV, his own team manager, this past Monday on the Pulp Show, didn't stamp him into the main event. So maybe if DV's. Well, not... he said he had good days and bad days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, we need him on a good day. <laughs> and then all and uh, yeah, so those three guys and I, I mean, sure. What about uh, what about, like Mel Ross? I think that guy's got a building a solid program. He's 18th or better. You know, I think he can make the main and get in there. Mitchell Oldenburg, 15th or better, double points. Sure. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, Oldenburg. I was going to bring him up. Yeah. At a five. Yeah. yeah. I, I I like Oldenburg too, but the problem with me is how do you pickle. Oldenburg over, you know, if there's four guys that are 12 that are, you know, say in the top 15 in time, uh-huh. how do you pick? Who who do you, I run into the problem, who do I take out? You know, who do I take out over Oldenburg? Because really Oldenburg still has to get a decent finish to get 40 or 36 points, where uh, Freddie Norris really only needs to get like a 15th. I'll tell you guys so. who could be a bit of a sleeper in this class. I don't know if you know too much about him, but I, he's a little bit of a buddy of mine. Is Jaron Stapleton. He is an yep. Australian kid. Uh, pretty fast down there. He didn't have anything for Dakotas, but I think he was right behind Dakotas a lot um, in that class down there. Um, he's here racing the opening rounds of the West, so keep an eye on him. I, I, he's a 12. I don't want to stamp that. Like, I didn't pick him in my four. Just keep an eye on him, though. Stapleton. Jaron Stapleton. All right, our okay. finish, buddy. <laughs> What's that? that yeah. our Finland, buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So, I'm not calling him to, you know, podium or anything, but we're talking he needs to make the main. So keep an eye on his practice times and see how he goes. But, again, it's his first U.S. stuff, so one of those guys where a guy could be freaking out, you know? When when you write these guys down on paper, uh, you know, there's 10 there's ten guys that I think I put in the main event, like, right now, without seeing anybody ride. But after that, it can really open up to the uh, to the Daniel Bakers, the, you know, those guys and these, some of these 12s that are – I think they're going to make the main event, you know? Um, Daniel Baker. And a guy like I, I just, a guy like Dylan Epstein has been riding and training, and he's racing again. And, yeah. I mean, he could be good. He's good in the mud, and uh, I don't know. So it's. I think in the 250 class, it's going to be more about practice times for me. Yeah. And watching him ride. Where in the 450 class, I could kind of I could probably pick now and and just leave my team because I feel like they're going to be there regardless. 450 wise, I think we're all picking Alessi right now, right? I mean, at 12, right? right? JT Alessi. Maybe, maybe. I'm going to watch practice. I mean, for sure he's on my list of guys. Yeah. You know, I I have a list of possibilities, and he's got to be on there, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't expect him to do that well last year either, um, but I don't know, man. He, he has such a tendency to, I don't want to say quit because that's not the right word, but just issues happen. Like, weird things happen to his bike. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, you have a point. He's, he's a little bit scary as a fantasy guy. What kind, what kind of bike is he riding? Honda? An MCR. 450. <laughs> I want to know what it's kind of bike a, is. Uh, it's, it's a Honda. It's a Honda. <laughs> it's a Honda, yeah. It's a Honda. Um, it, take out the M and you're there. Uh, Brayton <laughs> at a 16 or better. Like I like that. I'm on the yeah, Brayton bandwagon. Yeah. What I had, yeah, I picked Brayton, yeah. Um, what else, Dan? Who else do you like? 450. I like Weimer. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, if we had to pick right now, and I, I would probably go Weimer, uh, Pickle, Alessi, and I don't know on my last one. I may go like somebody like a Jason Anderson. I think he's got a good value out of six. I mean, yeah. to say Jason Anderson's going to be out of the top six, I mean, that could be like an easy 25 points, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in my opinion. I think he's, yeah. and that's good. And, and I could even go, uh, you know, after looking at the list, I could really go Anderson and Barsha, and I feel like both of those guys could get you 25 points each, you know. Right, right. And um, cross fantasy, it's important you know, to, to the listeners to just get points. It really is. Um, you know, JT will tell you, we'll have one weekend where we score 300-something points, and then the next weekend if we score 100, it really was just such a waste. You know? Right, right, so right, right, right. If you can just get 25, 22 points out of each guy, then you're really doing good. Yeah, I like Tickle. I like that tickle. That's good. At a four, strong, 14th or better. Even if it's muddy, like JT pointed out, he's good in that stuff. So when his goggles don't fail him, of course, that's that caveat. Um, I think that kind of track and that kind of race favors tickle. Yep. All right. There we go. Is there anybody anybody you don't like in the mud? Like, none of us have have said anything about Sealy, but, I mean, I I don't want to say he's not good in the mud, but. I've never really seen him be great in the mud. Uh, do you think the mud hurts any in particular rider? Um, I think it hurts Alessi. I do, but really? but but for motocross fantasy purposes, we're just talking getting. You know, he can I, he can get in the no, main. I, I yeah, just, yeah. I just yeah. mean in general. In, in general, like, I mean, he is a good starter though. So yeah, that, in the mud, that's important. Yeah, I think you always want to stay away from the Cali guys, right? I mean, that's just. I mean, that's I just a love, myth. Sorry, uh, I don't love Dungey in the mud. I love him dry. But I, I bet don't you know. He has never just impressed me in the mud ever. Yeah, I don't know why. I think that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know. I, obviously, I think he's top five either way. But I think he, you know, he has to be on your podium if it's dry. But I don't necessarily think that if it's muddy. You know, last year was the only race all year that Dungey didn't make the podium, the A one. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at this yeah. list. I think there's a lot of these guys that have never raced Supercross in the mud. In the mud. <laughs> yeah. Like. When was the real last mud race? I mean, it's been a while, right? Uh, I want to say like 2000, uh, 2008, maybe. No, there had to be one since then. Maybe not. It's been a while. Like, Yeah. I, I really think that it's going to favor the, some of the guys like Chad and Millsaps. Yeah, Millsaps. Millsaps, yeah. Jake Weimer, guys that have actually raced a mud race right. before in the super, it, it's so different. JT will tell you, and riding supercross in the mud is so different. Well, remember, yeah. remember San Fran, Millsaps just killed him. I don't know if he killed yeah. him, but yeah, he, he won pretty handily that night on a Honda. I, I just think it's different. I think the guys don't expect it. It's, it's different, and I, yeah. I think guys will be. You know, we haven't talked much about Tomac. Where do you guys put Tomac at? I think either way, he's a top five guy, even in a disaster. Otherwise, he's a top three guy. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little I am, I, I'm a little unsure. Him so. Go ahead, Dan. I, I haven't seen him ride in person, other than videos, which everyone's seen. He look obviously looks amazing in videos, but <laughs> you kind of in videos you get to pick and choose what you post. So um, 
I want to say he's going to be, like you said, Steve, I think he's going to be a top five guy. Yeah, yeah, I do. Although, you know, first race jitters on a new bike, and he does tend to spaz out, you know, but eh, let's hope he's older, you know what I mean, maybe a little bit more mature. He wasn't spazzing out when he was whipping everyone's ass outdoors. So he sometimes tends to lose it a little bit. You guys know what I mean? Like where you just, you're like, what are you I doing? Last, last year in Anaheim 1 was kind of a, you know, a good example. He had yeah. numerous races. I feel like he could have won last year. Here's a guy. Right. Here's a guy. Not so much motocross fantasy, but if it's muddy and crappy, Marvin Muscan. You know. I don't know with Marv. I, I haven't. I don't think he's that ready. I, I don't. I don't expect a lot from him yet. Uh huh. Yeah. From what from what I heard, it. I mean, just from hearing around the people, is that his wrist is still bothering him a little bit. Oh really? That he doesn't. He hasn't been. In, and he's riding good, and he's training, but I just don't think he's – I don't think he's Marvin that we've seen last year. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just thinking about a, a guy who's throttle control, picking lines, being smooth, in a la in the mud, you know? Um, yeah. Well, Marvin Muska. I think the mud yeah. can help him. I think he could help him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So – and, uh, and okay, all right. Well, that's uh, – anything else? It's time for a wrap. No, I think, uh, you know, the first one's tough because we don't have a lot to go from. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, we haven't seen them ride since, shoot, August, oh. you know. So, uh, you know, obviously, we saw or, most yeah. of them at Monster 20. Cup. But, For Stu, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen Stu complete 20. It's a, it's a toss-up. Right. I think we'll have a Can lot more to draw from the next week. Finished 20 laps? What's that? When was the last time Stuart finished 20 laps? Yeah, the last race of the season. Did that, he race that full season? No. Wait. He crashed at Seattle, August twelfth, twenty fourteen. What place did he get? Second. Okay, a long time ago. I can't. I I'm can't telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. Stu knows those videos. The one where he's up close checking I'm not sag. Going off videos. He knows Take that that doesn't that, that doesn't look good, and then he's he's playing mind games with everybody. Oh, mind games. Okay, <laughs> he's playing mind games. He has to finish the race to get points. He he hasn't. Well, he's got me well. rattled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, you guys! I'll tell you, he didn't race Australia because he didn't want to race Mossy over there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the 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 more I see of Jake Moss's Matt Moss's dad posting a Vital MX. The more I'm convinced that I that he possibly could have some brain damage. <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh jeez. I mean, I, I'm nothing against Matt Moss. He's that great. Yeah, yeah. Two-time champion over there. But do you think James Stewart was scared to go race on Australia because of Matt Moss? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he knows who Matt Moss is? <laughs> That's a, that was another question right. I was going to have. But I figured he. <laughs> I thought he might know him because he put it out of the back of the semi when last time James raced. But yeah. I he, he made tough path. <laughs> James walks out of the truck. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman, looking forward to doing this show all year with you guys and uh, picking up. What is Josh racing or no? No, no, he's not on the pre-entry list. Okay, I just didn't know. I know I seen he was riding today. I, I don't know. I I just really don't know what he's doing. So I didn't know if he was racing. Maybe he's going to post dinner. You know, it used to be ten bucks more to post dinner <laughs> at, at their event. <laughs> And don't forget the mechanic pass holders. Those are four bucks, those plastic things. <laughs> <laughs> With the oh, big man. giant pin on them, remember? 
<laughs> yeah, they would, you could literally murder someone with that pen. <laughs> right? Good God. It's like an ice pick. I know. Four bucks. Thank you. I probably bought one from your mom, JT, a bunch. Um, oh, I'm sure you did. Uh, Okay, yeah, we're looking forward to doing this show, everybody. Keep listening. Uh, we're going to try to get it Wednesday, Thursdays. We're going to try to do a lot of do it on Wednesdays and get it up. And um, we appreciate uh, Rocky Mountain come up for coming on board, Scott Sports, and Pro Taper all on board with us. And, of course, NFAB, the NFAB, RacerX Fantasy Moto Podcast, N-Fab.com, Jeep Truck, your SUV parts. Dan Truman, Jason Thomas, I'm Steve Mathis. MotocrossFantasy.com, Rocky Mountain uh, Fantasy League, and Moto Dynasty. Make it happen. Tweet us, and uh, we'll try to help you out if we have some uh, answers for you. Stay tuned to practice this weekend. Next week, I think we'll have a better idea of what we're talking about a little bit, unless, of course, it's uh, it's San Diego, so the rain could affect that race too, but hopefully not. We'll yeah, see. Everyone go sign up because if you miss the first round, it really kind of ruins your season. So Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it makes it a lot more fun to be able to watch the races on Saturday night and yeah, cheer for a guy that's definitely just trying to make an event. Definitely have a better chance if you if you participate in all the rounds. <laughs> it helps your chances <laughs> of winning absolutely. You well, will. In motocross fantasy, they do drop a round, so you can drop a round. You could skip the first round, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be good. Hard to win at Tacoma. Dan, you should skip the first round. You should skip the first round and see how you do. <laughs> yeah, I bet it won't go well. <laughs> Hard to win the the Tacoma from it might Rocky. Go as well as I do. Hard to win the Tacoma when you don't play one round. Really tough. Yeah. Um, you think they're like, you think they'll make me a special license plate and stuff for my Tacoma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hear? No, I think so. It'll be Fantasy Dan. That's what it'll say. Yeah. Fantasy Fan- Dan. Just Fan Dan. <laughs> Fan Dan number one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, thanks. All right, thanks for doing thanks. this, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Stay with us. We'll be uh, we'll be all year. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.